It is time for another episode of Chargers Powder Hour. Colin Appel and Miles Raruka, we are your co-host. My dude, how are we doing going into this week two of the NFL season? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. Uh, we are recording this Friday night, which quite honestly might have worked better for us than our typical Thursday night, just knowing we got more injury news to talk about, uh, knowing some more results of that. So, yeah, I'm doing good, man. Um, excited to talk about Chargers Titans. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Um, excited another weekend of, of football. We got day full of college football tomorrow. We got, you know, all day of NFL on Sunday. And then we have a couple Monday night games too. We have a classic ESPN doubleheader. So lots of football uh, on the agenda for the weekend. And yeah, man, just excited to see this team, you know, get a chance to to bounce back to redeem themselves after last week. I know, you know, it's still uh, not the easiest thing to talk about. It's a disappointing start to the season, but yeah, just excited to see how they respond uh, as an overall unit. And um, hopefully, you know, when we record Sunday night, we have uh, lots of good stuff to, to chat about. Yeah, and uh, hopefully we can get into some reasons today on why hopefully we will be having a nice conversation Sunday night. So, yeah, let's get after it. Let's do it. Um, You got a drink over there? I do. I'm just polishing off. I don't have much left, but it's Ooh. just a Coors bottle, just typical. I have a few in my fridge, so cracked one open when I got home. And yeah, let's just, just go. Off, so. Let's just make it a goal to be sponsored by a Coors Light at some point. Somebody, that would, somebody's that would bring us so full circle. That really would. I mean, that's basically half of what I drink on this show is Coors Light. That's just what I. That's just what I buy. So it's what I have in my fridge. You know, I don't. I don't have grown up money to just go. You know, go pick and choose what I want to try and not try. So, I hey, nothing wrong with that, man. Uh, I feel like mine would be Modelo. I feel like I drink that quite a bit because that's kind of my go to. You you get the Rona, yeah. For sure. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of staying on the trend of cocktails recently. So, um, you know, mainly just because it's, it's what I have in my fridge right now. Got got some uh, Tito's and uh, cranberry juice. So I got a little little vodka cran. There you, you go. Know, going on this nice Friday, Friday evening. So we're going to catch a little buzz, talk some Chargers football. Yeah, no, I, vodka cran is one of my definite go-tos when I go to the bar. Just something nice, light, and, I mean, it does the trick, so nothing wrong with it. It better tonight, man. We have we have t- tons of stuff to cover, and I'm excited to get into it. And I'm excited to uh, get a little sloppier as the episode goes on. Um, but, you know, as always, uh, when it comes to the pregame show uh, on our on our pod, you know, we got to start it off with the injury report. As you mentioned, kind of, you know, opening up the episode, uh, typically we, we record Thursday night, but, you know, um, last night we had some stuff to work around. So we're recording Friday night and maybe a little bit of a, you know, a blessing for us to have at least more injury news to talk about um, because it does, it is impactful and it, it you know, does look like um, there's going to be some significant absences this Sunday, but just to get into it, man, um, you know, on the Charger side of things, the final injury reports. Oops, excuse me. Here it is. 
finally, final injury report for the week uh, sees Joey Bosa, Austin Eckler, Diane Henley, Eric Kendricks, and Chris Rumpf on it. Um, Eckler, Hen- Henley, Kendricks, and Rumpf all doubtful. Um, you know, they all four of those guys had a variation of DNPs, uh, more limited participation in practice this week. And Joey Bosa is questionable. He was limited today in practice, the only day he's practiced this week, but some pretty significant names on the, on the list for the chargers right now. And it's not, I mean, they're, they're not, uh, they don't seem like significant injuries, but it's still just kind of a sore sight to see, um, you know, only week two and, and to see some big names on there. It's, you know, nothing that we're not used to at this point, but you know, still just kind of sucks. Dude, what's the point of calling players doubtful? Never in my life do I think I've ever seen a player be listed as doubtful and then have seen them still play. So, I mean, pretty much, yeah, I'm expecting to go out there this week without Diane Henley, without Eric Hendricks, without um, Austin Eckler and Chris Rumpf. I'm not expecting any of them to play. Hopefully Bosa can go, but man, if not, I'm excited to see some more youth on that defensive line. I think guys like Tule, Tule Pelotu can really step up. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm more worried about our linebacking group more than anything. I mean, I saw just before we hopped on a tweet that said that Brandon Staley mentioned that Kenneth Murray will be calling the plays if Eric Hendricks cannot go, and just knowing what that man is capable of doing on the field that that does not make you feel warm inside whatsoever. Yeah. He does have a little bit of experience calling plays. Um, you know, I think he called, called a little bit his, his rookie season or earlier on in the Staley regime. Um, I don't think it lasted long, but I mean, it, you're kind of stuck between a, a rock and a hard place. If you're Staley, I mean, we already knew this was probably one of the weakest, position groups on the entire roster and it's getting tested right away. You know, um, two starters probably not going to be involved in this game. We still, you know, Diane Henley being uh, one of them who we're still waiting to see his charger debut. And then the other one, Eric Hendricks, you know, the big, uh, the big off season signing this year, uh, you know, didn't have the best performance week one. I was excited to see how he bounced back and now it looks like he won't be out there. So, yeah, it looks like Nick Neiman, uh, Eamon Ogbong Bamiga are going to see a lot of reps this week, and that scares the absolute living shit out of me, <laughs> considering who our opponent is and and the Russian attack that they they possess. So, yeah, dude. Um, and Edge. I mean, Bosa and, and Rumpf already, you know, banged up it's just not a great start and that that position group is going to be tested as well um it's going to be a physical game and you know i i think it's going to be another i I could see this game kind of being similar to last week um and and a lot of aspects i don't think you know ryan Tannehill is going to throw for 466 yards but I, i think we'll see you know lots of offensive production uh, from the Titans, whether it's on the ground or, you know, comes in other ways. Uh, yeah, this defense is is really making me nervous heading into this matchup. Dude, and that's not to mention probably our top weapon from last week on the offensive side of the ball, doubtful, in Austin Eckler. Uh, so Joshua Kelly, you know, maybe Isaiah Spiller sighting this week. 
and uh, Joshua Dotson are going to be man in that group, which I mean, you know, pretty much I, after watching Elijah after, Dotson, Elijah Dotson, excuse me, Joshua Dotson is who's Joshua Dotson. That's a person as well, though. But Jahan Dotson, I think, is here. Jahan Dotson is a person, I know. But yeah, either way, um, I'm excited still to watch this running game uh, with those three. Hopefully, Spiller is able to play. I think last last week after watching some of the film back, just some of the holes that our offensive line was able to create for Austin Eckler. Like I I mean a second or a third stringer can manage that easily. So I'm not overly concerned as much about the run game as the defense, but still not having Eckler out there, especially especially in the pass game. Yeah, that's that's brutal. Yeah. Uh I do think we'll we'll see an, an Isaiah Spiller sighting this weekend. So I am looking forward to that. But yeah, uh, you know, like I said, a lot of a lot of significant injuries or excuse me, players on this injury list are rated for the Chargers. And yeah, as you mentioned, you know, Austin Eckler on the offensive side, that's a huge, huge piece of this offense that is probably not going to be available, which is another big blow. Um, but, you know, this offense definitely has more than enough firepower, even without him on the field to to get the job done. So. You know, that that's a that one stings, but you know, I think the way that I mean, just having two of the three starting linebackers on there and doubtful, uh, as you know, along with two or one starting edge player and a you know, uh, a backup edge, it's it just it hits that defense so much harder than it, it does the offense, obviously. And coming off that performance last week, it's really not what you want to see going into week two. So it's just red flags everywhere going into this matchup. And, and we'll, you know, we'll talk about a little bit more about that specifically. Um, but yeah, I mean, not, uh, not a fun injury report this week for, for chargers Titans. Yeah. I mean, it is to be said though, Titans do have their own players that will not be available. Christian Fulton and Amani Hooker will both be out this weekend. That's two key pieces of their um, defensive back room right there. DeAndre Hopkins is questionable, but has not participated oh, all just, week. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. That's my bad. Um, I was going to plug in DeAndre Hopkins, but I'll let, you, I'll let you take care of the other big one because there's other, there's another huge one on here that – um. I'm seeing Peter Skaronsky. Yes. That's the one I was waiting for you to get to. Yeah. No, Peter Skaronsky with an illness um, practice. The last two days did not practice today though. You know, illnesses are kind of weird. You know, he could be perfectly fine come tomorrow or it can be a lingering thing. I wouldn't be, I'm still not overly concerned about his availability necessarily, but D hop questionable, but with all did not participate this week. Um, I would say it's probably a long shot. I've, it's usually very rare that if you don't participate in practice all week, playing on Sunday is not typical. So, yeah, I think it's a long shot for D-Hop. Skaronsky, really just up in the air. Yeah, some significant injuries for the Titans as well. So it's it's not totally one-sided. You know, they're, they're definitely going to miss Amani Hooker and Christian Fulton. I mean, that, that just – that's a hit on that secondary that you wouldn't like to see if you're a Titans fan. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to be going just doesn't look promising for him. Um, so, you know, you take away one big weapon on the offensive side for them. 
And, you know, I, I don't I don't know how much the passing game will really come into effect in this matchup. Um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure, you know, Tannehill will, will take what he can get, but I really think the bulk of this offensive attack is going to be on the ground. Um, so I don't really know how much D hops, you know, injury will play into this matchup, but Skaronsky is the big one for me, you know, uh, fellow, you know, Northwestern wildcat along with, uh, Rashawn Slater. So kind of cool to see those guys going against it or going at it. I think for the first time as pros and yeah, I mean, did not practice all week, obviously not injury related. It's an illness, but, um, that one is not looking great either. And I agree. think that that type of stuff can turn around fairly quick. We don't know what he's sick with and how long that can linger, but, um, that's a big one because if he's not able to go, uh, I think it throws some stuff off. I mean, look, do I really think it'll make a difference considering we'll probably have backup linebackers and, you know, uh, a, a, a battered edge group. So yeah, I don't know how much it'll go play or come into effect, but that, that could be a potential big missing piece for the Titans. Yeah, for sure. It's it's really like a soul for a soul kind of, you know, they're missing some key pieces. We're missing some key pieces. You know, it's I, I mean, I'm really expecting just a slugfest on Sunday. I won't be surprised if this is a fairly ugly game that we're going to witness. Yes, and this is a great time to transition to the next part of our show, which is covering the odds, covering, the you know, some, you know, I'm, I'm a betting guy now. Thank God I live in a state where I can bet on sports. Okay. Legally. Don't rub it in. And if anyone else is, uh, you know, I'm going to throw out a, a few picks here that I think are just no brainers heading into this matchup. So uh, if you're looking for, you know, a, a single game parlay with a couple different uh, uh, picks in this matchup, definitely a few that I would recommend. And, um, you know, if they, if they hit, feel free to tip me out a little bit, <laughs> you know, but uh, number one, the over under for this game is listed at 45 and a half. I would r- strongly recommend to smash the over on this matchup. And I'm going to explain why. Obviously, you know, this offense performed at a high level last week, 34 points. I think they're capable of that pretty consistently when you factor in who's the quarterback and, and what weapons are out there. Even without Austin Eckler, I don't think this offense will, will skip a beat and putting up points. So I'm expecting, you know, around, around 30 from the chargers. I'm thinking probably 31. Um, it's kind of the number that I came up with earlier. So, uh, you know, that basically means the Titans have to score two touchdowns and you're already at the, at the over. So, I think this Titans deep or this Titans offense is going to have a field day on the ground. Um, I'm sure they'll get a handful of field goals and probably a couple touchdowns to go with that. So when you add it all up, it's over 45 and a half. And I mean, I just think the injuries on this defense and, you know, another good offensive performance by the chargers. That's an easy, easy hit. I can't agree more with you. Uh, just 
I think the defenses are really going to be the two units on this field that are really just going to feel out of place. I, I think the Titans do boast a lot better defense than the Dolphins. But like we mentioned, you know, they have two two of their guys in the defensive backfield not going to be able to play this week. Our offense, other than Eckler, fully healthy. All the weapons are there. Offensive line is there. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is just an absolute bloodbath going back and forth. And especially Chargers 30-plus, definitely not out of reach whatsoever. I don't think so at all. Um, I do not recommend betting the money line or the spread on this game, especially if you were thinking about betting in the Chargers' favor. Um, I just don't know. I don't. I, I thought about adding it into one of my parlays, and I just don't. I just do not trust betting really really for this team right now, or, I mean, I could bet against them, but that just doesn't feel right because, you know, I, I hate, I hate rooting. I mean, at that point, like, what's the point? Like you, you're what trying to get your team to lose for you to hit your bet. That's just madness. That's yeah. You can't be doing that. So I don't like to bet against them. Um, if I really like a matchup that I strongly think they can win, then I, I'll recommend it, but I'm going to stay away from it this week um but other other odds and um you know props that i I did have pulled up to bet on um joshua kelly right now the over under is 55 and a half on the ground i think i think that's a pretty strong smash on the over you know he had 91 last week being in a backup role and you know he's going to be the future back this week so He's going to get his touches, and this offensive line is healthy. So I'm taking the over on Joshua Kelly, 55 and a half, and I recommend that you do too. One tough thing is Titans defensive line. Jeffrey Simmons is out there. You know, they they do have a very good defensive line, but with our dogs up front, I mean, definitely 55 and a half. I mean, that, that seems free to me. Well, and as much as we ran it last week, I mean, that's that's the other big one, the volume that we ran the ball. Uh, I don't think – I mean, it might take a hit. We might not run it as much as we did last week, um, but I still think the volume is going to be there, and I think, you know, with him being RB1 this week, um, he will he should get at least 15 touches. And, you know, I don't know. I'm not great at math, but it's somewhere in between three and four yards of carry. I think yeah. you can do that. Totally doable. I, I agree with you completely. Um, and actually, yeah, I mean, I, I'd be more surprised if he didn't. So I really think he'll hit the over on that. And let me add these up here real quick. So we got over on Joshua Kelly and we got over on the game game line. Um, right now, if you were to parlay those two picks into a single game parlay, oops, let me add this up here if you bet ten dollars right now you would win 32 32 bucks and that's just on those two so if you want to put down an easy 10 make a quick 30 bucks this weekend that's my advice and i i'll back you up on that i could not agree more so Definitely hammer that. It's our advice, and if it does not hit, you can you can come and shame us on Twitter, and we'll accept it. We'll take it <laughs> like men. So, 
Yeah, I, I really like. I mean, that's a you know you you can stack more on top of there, but those are just two two lines that I I thought were an easy easy hit. Now you know obviously Vegas knows better than us, but um, I, I feel confident about those two picks. Big time. The spread, though, um, if people were interested uh, in the spread, Chargers are favored by two and a half points. And um, again, I do not recommend betting on the spread for this game uh, unless hey, if you want to bet Titans, you know, go for it. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a fan where if I don't, if I don't think the Chargers are going to win, then I'm just not going to bet that game at all. And this one's a toss up for me. Um, so I'm just going to stay away from it. But two and a half points is the spread for Chargers Titans. Uh, yeah, I think, like you said, it's two and a half, such a risky number. I mean, two and a half really in any game is something that I was like, Oh, that's, that's tight. I, mean, I, I generally stay away from the spread in NFL at all. I mean, I'll usually just go money line just because, yeah, I mean, like the, the, the standard is like three points, you know, home, home team is usually going to be favored by three. Um, you know, there are exceptions, obviously, if, you have a really bad team at home. They still might not be favored, uh, but even then it's usually never more than three points and it's just tough, man. Like, look, I mean, NFL games are all, they're just designed to come down to the wire. And that's not just coming from a chargers fan because Scripted. I mean, our, our games do every week, um, which is a lot of fun, but and that's true. I mean, a, a lot of the games I was watching this last weekend, you know, it doesn't matter who gets up by two touchdowns, three touchdowns. If you leave the room and come back 15, 20 minutes later, I promise you it's, it's within two scores. And then if you come back, yeah, if you come back five minutes later, it's, it's like magically an eight, eight, seven point game. And it's like, I mean, that's the one thing about the NFL. That's just like, it is tough as hell to, to bet and you know any given sunday that's definitely a, a real thing um but they're just designed to, to stay close like I, I i was paying attention last night you know when the eagles got up 27 7 i'm like all right here we go game over and you know they ended up hanging on but 27 21 i believe was the final score so um yeah it's i, I generally just stay away from the spread because i know it, it's always going to come down I mean, nine times out of 10, it's going to be a, a six, seven point game. Hey, all the exactly all that I want to worry about is winning the game outright. I want to worry about having to cover some spread or anything. Hey, if we win I, by one, if we win by 20, it's the same exactly. thing. Win is a win. So it's simple and you don't have to worry about other, you know, other factors. So, yeah, I usually just stay in rock money line. And um, if you want to do that for this game, be my guest because I am. I am not, but this gives us a great transition into the keys to victory. So, you know, we last week, last week's episode, we touched on keys to victory and I feel like we were, uh, we were on the right track. Um, It's just the chargers decided not to do a couple of those things. So we did not get the victory. They didn't agree with us. They they had they, a, they had not. other keys to vic- they had other keys to victory. They had their own and they rode that and yeah. So um this week I have I definitely have a different mindset going into this segment. 
it's not as kind of cut and dry. I, I was thinking about this one a little bit more throughout the day and what I was going to talk about when we hopped on here, but um, I'll have you start us out. Um, give us, just give us your first key to victory uh, for the chargers. Yeah. So I, I got one offense, one defense tonight. Keep it simple. Um, offensive side of the ball. I mean, as much as I want to say, let's keep maintaining that run game, which I obviously want us to also do. Man, I want to chuck it this week. I mean, no Austin Eckler, a banged up Titan secondary. I think that this is going to be the kind of game in which we might find ourselves throwing the ball. Hopefully not. Hopefully we can just get up to a good good lead and then just run it dry. But this week, I think a big key is we got to air that thing out. I want to see some deep shots. And that, that's one thing that Kellen um, more established or talked about excuse me after the game last week is he talked about the beauty of the nfl is how each game has a different game plan because he was asked about why they weren't taking more shots down the field and it just didn't fit into the game plan last week however this week banged up titan secondary like mentioned before i think that this is the week that herbert's going to be really unleashed in this offense and i think definitely if if herbert throws for 350 like there's no reason that we shouldn't win this game if Herbert is able to throw for 350 or more. Yeah. Well, I mean, you never know with this defense. He might have to throw I mean, exactly. So, but I mean, offensively, offensively, I'm offensively, we did enough to win this game. If Herbert is able to throw for 350. Oh yeah. I I don't even know if it'll take that, uh, that much in the air. I mean, I would, I would love to see that. That would be a great, that's my, that's my prediction. Yeah, that's I love that. Um, for me, you know, it, I I was thinking about this. I think they have to get out to it doesn't have to be a huge lead, but you know, seven ten point lead, um, and and just try to withstand this this Tennessee team. Like, I think it's going to come come down to the wire in the fourth quarter, um, and I and I really do think will put up a healthy amount of points. Um, but I really do think this defense is also going to give up a healthy amount of points. So uh, for me, I would love to see them get out to a, you know, 10 point lead uh, at half, you know, coming out of half of the 10 point lead and then just hanging on. Um, you know, I, I really think this defense is going to make this game interesting um, in more than just a couple ways. So, for me, it's it's about you know getting off to a fast start, getting off to a quick lead, and then just establishing dominance in the ground game and and just riding this one out. Yeah, hundred percent, dude. I think getting off to a quick start, especially for this offense, you know, we were able to do it last week. Defense didn't really translate on the defensive side of the ball, but I know for me as a fan, I'm a lot more stress free, stress free with a ten point lead versus you know a one score game. So. Yeah, and I do uh, not to give away my prediction, but I do think you know the the spread in my mind will be closer to to that number. Um, but yeah, uh, that's I mean that that's what first came to mind for me. Hundred percent, dude, love it. Um, for my defensive, for the defense side of the ball, for my key to victory, you know, I mean, it's obviously we can sit here and talk about contain Derrick Henry with our just historic every year poor shitty ass run defense we could say that every game really but i think it's more about 
you know, getting off the field on third down. I think that is huge to this team's success. If we can, you know, let's say we can contain Derrick Henry to two carries for seven yards. They're looking at a third and three. If we're able to clutch up, get off the field in situations like that, I think that's huge. So, I mean, being able to get it done on third down, it seemed like last last week there were so many drives that it felt like, you know, defense is getting some momentum. We got them in a third and 15, and then, you know, it's a 17-yard completion along the sideline for a first down. Things like that are just absolute mojo killers for your defense. Getting off the field on third down is absolutely huge this weekend and every weekend, really. Yeah, I I agree with that 100%. I, I don't know what's – I'm actually going to go back and look it up real quick. Um, I don't know here uh, third down percentage that we converted at in the Miami game. Um, but yeah, that, that's a, I mean, that's a huge number. I mean, on both sides, you know, you want to, you want to convert on third downs, but you also want to get off the field on third downs as well. And there were more than a couple opportunities, you know, two ahead, a couple of third and 15s, a third and 12, and this defense still was not able to do it. Uh, Miami went four for nine on third down, which, I mean, it's not great. It's about 50%. <laughs> so you would like to see that number, you know, decrease to maybe about, you know, 30, 25%. And hell, if you get it off the field on third down, you're going to give your offense more opportunities. So that's really what it comes down to. Um, and yeah, I would love to see this defense have a better, you know, third down uh, success rate. Yeah, definitely. I, I just think it's massive. It's just such a momentum killer when you can back up an offense for two plays and then they just get it all back in one. So definitely huge for a defensive mojo mentality, whatever, as long as we can, you know, stifle teams on third down. Yeah, 100%. And my next key to victory um, was winning the turnover battle. You know, yeah. I, we did that last week and we still were not able to come away with a victory. But, you know, it, it was one one zero in the turnover game. So it's not like we really, you know, had a huge advantage. You know, oftentimes if that's just, you know, the only turnover, it, there's still so much football to be played that it may or may not have a significant impact on the game. Um, but I'd like to see more, you know, I'd like to see this defensive line um starters or not apply a little bit more pressure i'd like to see these defensive backs get a little bit more aggressive and physical on the back end and um you know i there's no reason why this defense shouldn't be forcing you know at least two turnovers week after week with with this power that they have from the, on the edge and you know with some of the the ball hawks that they have patrolling the field back there um and that, that's honestly how this defense is going to have to be. It's its how they're going to have to operate if they want to go far in the postseason. It, I mean, it, Staley's defense, since he's been here, it has never been a complete shutdown defense. The offense is going to get their yards. It's, it's more of a bend-don't-break philosophy. I mean, at least that's kind of what I've experienced with Staley's tenure. You know, they're going to get the yards – but they, they might get three points instead of seven. And those are the victories that, you know, you have to take, but you also have to just force turnovers, you know, whether it's Patrick Mahomes or, um, 
Ryan Tannehill. You just have to get Justin Herbert more opportunities, and you, you have to hope this defense doesn't break. Yeah, Ben, don't break defense for sure. We know that we're most likely going to give up a numerous amount of yards every week. Well, at least until something else changes and we can figure something out. But, you know, if we can give up yards, but, you know, get two, three turnovers a game, those are two or three drives right there that are taken away. Those yards don't matter for that offense. So, yep. obviously, massive, massive every week, especially this week, turnover battle's huge. Yeah, 100%. Definitely, man. I don't. I don't have any more keys. Did you have any? Did you have any more that you thought of? No, I'll keep it at two, just because. I mean, I would really be reaching for a third, so I don't. I'm just gonna keep it there. Um, I did real quick have um, Titans and Saints. I had the box score pulled up from last week, and Ryan Tannehill had a lot worse of a week than I thought he did. Um, oh, he was brutal last week. Yeah, I mean, I. I mean, I guess I didn't really pay attention at all to that that game but uh we had our yeah, own worries. 16 of 34 198 yards 5.8 average in the air three interceptions yeah um how do you say this team's gonna run the ball like 40 fucking times on us i mean if not more they are like they are that's yeah. that's their key that's their key to victory for sure Derrick Henry, 15 carries for 63 yards. Tajay Spears, who also was on the injury list. We didn't mention him, but he looks like he's going to play. So that's why I didn't really throw him out there. Um, had he's three all, he, carries for 27 he yards. Off. He got taken off the injury list today. He's he's full. Oh, okay. But yeah. Yeah. Three carries for 27 yards for Tajay. That's a pretty good clip. It's like nine yards a carry. Um yeah, I mean that's gonna be that's gonna be your duo right there, Henry and Spears. Um and so you just cross your fingers, um, say a prayer, you know, whatever you gotta do, just hope and pray Buckler. that this defense or excuse me, this this Russian attack um is somehow contained <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, I, I would say I don't think the Titans boast the best O line in the league. Far from, if anything. So pressure after Tannehill, obviously getting Derrick Henry, stacking the box, trying to get Derrick Henry down yeah. after one or two yards is obviously a massive key to victory. But that's an elephant in the room when you're playing the Titans. That's that's any team's key to victory. So yeah, their offensive line, you know, doesn't strike me as anything crazy. But then again, you know, the Chargers. So Chargers faced a backup tackle last week and some young players as well. Um, so they, they weren't able to take advantage there and, you know, who knows? I, I really hope we see a, a different defensive line, um, than we did last week, because I was just, that might've been one of the more disappointing parts of last week in general was just the, the lack of the pass rush and the non-existence you know, of our two, you know, pro bowl defensive ends, just being absolutely yeah. nowhere to be seen. And McDaniels did call a hell of a game and you know he kind of took them out of it from the jump but you know maybe you know different matchup you know maybe we see more opportunities for this this pass rush to to get home and and affect the game but um yeah no other than that i I didn't have any other keys to victory so storylines to watch for you know i last week we talked about uh mcdaniels and and staley and that whole 
storyline and also you know of course Tua Herbert and you know going into this week I was trying to think of like Chargers Titans storyline specifically um but I, I really couldn't think of you know of anything crazy between the two teams and so my mind naturally just kind of went back to just the Chargers like what what's the storyline um to watch for going into week 2 um and I mean, it's, it, it was pretty obvious. I, I didn't have to think really long about it, but you know, how is this team going to respond and how more importantly, like they, they need to respond and get, and get a win. Like they cannot start Owen two, um, because I don't care if the chiefs are in Jacksonville this week, the odds of the chiefs starting Owen two just are very low. Like I am putting a lot of money on the chiefs to win this week because, they just don't start Owen two. It's just not something they do. And so if they want, if the chargers want to stay afloat in this divisional race, you know, just two weeks into the season, they have to get back to 500 stay even with the chiefs. You know, the Raiders have a tough game in Buffalo. Um, and so not only do they have to win, but they also have to pass the eye test because for me, there was just way too many concerning parts and, and last week's performance, obviously most of it, if not all of it on the defensive side. So, I mean, that it, it's pretty much just this defense and Brandon Staley. Like, is he really going to lose the fan base, the rest of the fan base, you know, before we hit halfway in the season? Dude, before we even hit our week five bye week, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I don't even feel crazy to say that. I think that this is a must win for this team in week two. I mean, I'm, I don't want to go into Minnesota 0-2 playing a team that can probably throw for 500 yards on us coming off 10 days of rest. Yeah. It was also 0-2 coming off 10 days of rest. I don't, I don't want to do that. So I I think early in the season for the mojo of this team, this defense, I'm really, I really want this defense to have a massive bounce back this week. um, Just to kind of prove to everybody, prove to a lot of people that, you know, guys like Khalil Mack and JC Jackson, aren't necessarily washed that, you know, they just weren't in positions to succeed last week. And I'm hoping that we can put them in positions to succeed this week. So I would just say bounce back, especially on the defensive side of the ball, just like you mentioned, that's really my biggest storyline as well. Yeah. And, you know, you start to look at the schedule, you know, if they drop this game against the Titans, you know, they start and two, then like you said, going into a Minnesota team, that's also and two, Next week, um, and just given our history with Minnesota, like, just not great. <laughs> we never, we never really play play them great. And again, an offensive minded coach, um, just don't really like that at all. And then you have the Raiders, Week Four. You know, tough divisional matchup. It is at SoFi, but you know, as much as we hate the Raiders, like they, it's a, they're gotta respect them. They're a divisional team. They're gonna bring it. I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care who the coach is. Uh, it's going to be, a, it's going to be a dog fight. Um, you know, obviously week five by, and then week six, get the Cowboys. So yes, I mean, this, this defense is a big storyline, but also I'm just monitoring like the Brandon Staley hot seat at this point. And it's crazy to say that two weeks into the season. Um, but like I said, you know, you zoom out just a couple weeks down the road and, 
you know, they could roll into week six, two and two or one and three. And if that's the case, like, yeah, I mean, I think Staley at that point will probably have lost a majority or, you know, if not the rest of the fan base, um, obviously it's only, it would only be week six at that point, but still like the expectations for this team, you know, after last season, how, how last season ended, you know, no one wants to start one and three or two and four or three and four, even like, you know, if this team is serious about making a run, they have to position themselves, uh, to make the party, to make the dance. And then, you know, they, they have to go on a run from there. You know, they have to be healthy. There's a lot of stuff that has to happen. Um, not only just to make the playoffs, but also to set yourself up in a position that you have, you know, uh, an easier path to, to go on a run. So I, yeah, that's just something that I'm monitoring. That's going to be a week, a weekly thing. I think for me, for the next like five or six weeks, <laughs> it's just like, okay, you know, Brandon Staley this week, Brandon Staley next week. Huh. And yeah, I don't know that that's something I'm, that I'm paying attention to at this point. Yeah. Oh, and two, not ideal. Um, I don't care that Raiders game is definitely, you never know what's going to happen in those divisional games, but I think taking it one week at a time right now is definitely the biggest key. We just got to focus on getting our shit done in Tennessee this week, and then we'll worry about Minnesota. So, you know, in order to get that done, um, really looking really looking at defensive game planning this week, what they're going to be able to do. I, I feel like just after seeing what how they played Tyreek Hill last week, I feel like that we're going to have like one off-ball linebacker try to tackle Derrick Henry coming up the middle, and that's just not going to go well. So hoping Staley is able to prove me and the rest of our fan base wrong, but – yeah, I just I just I don't mean, know anymore, man. I hope so too, man. I I don't want the season. I don't want to be seven weeks in, eight weeks in, and I don't want our show to be revolved around Brandon Staley or his job security. Like I really don't. You know that if I'm being honest, like that's going to be an episode that I am dreading to record because one, I just after a while, after after this amount of time, like I really don't like i'm just over it you you know that like i'm already over it and i would rather talk about other shit when it comes to the chargers and and positive in positive things you know you and like our listeners at this point should have a good idea of who we are as fans um you know we're we're realist you know we're never going to sugarcoat things um you know but we're also never going to just constantly shit either but you know, it's, it's emotion. It's fandom. That's, that's part of it. That's, it's a big part of it. Um, and so we get emotional. We talk about this team, you know, on the highs, on the lows. Um, but I really like, am not rooting for Staley to fail because that means this team fails. And as a fan, that's not what you want. And whatever your differences are with Staley, we have, you know, a number of them. Um, you're always hoping that he can figure it out. You're always hoping that, you know, he turns a corner and, you know, last year was a great example. You know, he did seem to be turning a corner at one point. And unfortunately for him, you know, that all kind of came crumbling down and in a very ugly way at the end of the season. But, uh, I, I, there's times that I I look at him and I'm like, you know what, 
the dude is capable, but he's just ruined it for me too many times. You know, he just cannot get out of his own way sometimes. Um, and I don't know what that is. If it's just, you know, inexperience as a head coach at this level or really, you know, at a, any high level of football, but um, I still think he's a smart guy and, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for this defense to somehow get it together. I mean, me too, dude. Me too. Um, I think they can. I think that the talent is still there on that defense to make some plays. But, yeah, obviously last week was not a great start to the season. So enough about Brandon Staley, though. Um, is it time to get into some predictions? It is. It is that time, my friend. Um, we are officially 0-1 on the year for predictions. I'm going to keep track this year. That's the thing I'm doing because, I don't know, I just think it'd be funny to tally it up at the end of the season and, and see uh, one, who had the, you know, had the better record, and two, you know, how off we were in terms of just the schedule um, as a whole. So, both of us are 0-1. We both t- picked the Chargers to win last week. Um, question is, will, will will week two already be the week where one of us picks against the Chargers? And it didn't happen very much last season. It was only a couple of times. Um, but I think we at least got like five or six weeks in before we, we went that direction. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you want me to start off? Because yeah, hit me with it. I, for one, am not – going to pick the be picking the chargers to lose this Ooh. week oh to um, lose i thought you said to win okay no 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 to lose no i'm not i i i really just think like this titans especially on the offensive side of the ball doesn't boast a ton outside of derrick henry yeah there's a chance that he gets 40 carries and goes for 340 yards on us but i mean that's just that's not realistic Tannehill looked horrible last week uh i think this defense could could have a massive breakout or at least show us, you know, we're still here. We're still around this week. Yeah, I got the Chargers winning this one by the score of 31-17. to 17. Ooh, I like it, man. 31-17, if I'm doing the math, that hits the over on the 45 and a half. Smash that over, baby. Smash it. That math is mathing. 48 total. Um, I, I'm expecting a big off big week offensively and hopefully defense can do enough to get by, but I just, I don't see this Titans passing attack putting up 30 something points. I really don't. Yeah. I do not see that happening, uh, in the passing attack either, uh, with, with the Titans. Um, walk me through that prediction. Is it because 31 17 sounds like a blowout, but if I, I think I mean, it's if you're a Chargers fan, is it going to be an enjoyable, easy victory, or, oh, or is yeah. it going to be a, a uh, another, well, I mean, another grinder? I think, like you mentioned in your keys to the game, I think Chargers can get out to like you know a ten point lead and then just kind of ride it from there. And you know, I think the I hopefully I'm thinking the Titans will just be playing catch up ball, be forced to throw it in the air, which is not their strength offensively, so. As long as our offense can score some points and the Titans are forced to keep it in the air and not be able to run the ball, I think that bodes very well for 
are okay. chances of winning this. So you weekend. think it's gonna be a relatively I don't want to say easy, but uh, manageable victory? Uh, I don't I don't think that we'll be sweating too much in the fourth quarter. No, no crazy drama. Which I know I'll be a hundred percent wrong about. I guarantee you there'll be crazy <laughs> drama. But I, I'm just I, I'm I ugh, I don't even know what to say, man. I just I want I really want this game to go how I want it to go in my brain. So I like it. Thirty-one seventeen hits the over. So you know that that's, uh, falls in line with me. I like that. Um, I'm gonna go thirty-one points as well for the Chargers. I think this offense comes back and. Uh, delivers another consistent performance. I think 31, 35 is going to be probably a number we'll be very familiar with this year, which is a good thing. And um, I think this is going to be a very stressful game. (laughs) I think the Chargers do end up pulling it out. I'm taking the Chargers 31-21. Okay, so maybe not stressful to the very end. Well, here's the thing. I think the Chargers do get out to a lead, whether it's a, a touchdown or maybe a little bit more. Um, but I think this is a back and forth. I think it's, uh, you know, blow for blow. I think, you know, when one team scores, I think the other team's going to respond with something. And then I think there'll be some stalemates in the, in the game. You know, we're, we might not see uh, a scoring drive for, you know, a handful of drives between both teams. I think it might go back and forth that way, whether it's, you know, it's some turnovers mixed in there. Um, some failed fourth downs, some, you know, three and outs some punts. Um, but I think this game's going to be close in the fourth. You know, I think the chargers probably have like a 24, 21 lead, um, have a chance to put it away, like around the seven minute mark with the drive, but ultimately fail to come up with points, give the ball back to Tennessee, you know, five minutes left. Tennessee's got the ball. Um, and then I'm expecting a big play. I don't know if it's a turnover. I don't know if it's just a, a miscue, but uh, I think this this defense finds a way to tack on a late touchdown and avoid any crazy drama. But I think I think this one will be a you know a palm palm sweater for three and a half quarters. Yeah, I like that. I I definitely fond of the idea of just pulling away late. You know, let's keep it entertaining for a while, but. As long as that fourth quarter hits and we can get it done, then that's huge. Yeah. And, you know, already we're seeing a different trend when it comes to the offense, um, you know, in the second half of these games, you know, was pretty much able to put up points consistently throughout the game last week. Um, You know, wasn't like this anomaly where it was impossible to score in the third quarter, (laughs) you know, Um, like like we've been used to. Yeah, that was encouraging and a breath of fresh air for sure last week. But yeah, 31-21 clears the over and uh I'm going to make some money. I'm gonna make some money on this game one way or another. Let's hope so, man. Um you got a good bold take for us for this week for this game. A bold take. Let's see. We both came up short last week. I believe you had the I said, James three, touchdown? I said three. No, I said three turnovers. You said you said QJ hundred yards. Yeah. I said three turnovers for Tua. Which, if we just would have recovered one of those missed snaps, would have hit. But it's true. And I was way off on my QJ. You could have been further <laughs> off. Uh, but hey, that's why that's why these are bold predictions. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. Hit big, win big. But if you if you if you miss, it's gonna it could be off by a mile. Um, my bold prediction for Chargers Titans. I'm gonna say, and I, I will say this is on the bolder side with Austin Eckler probably not playing this week. I'm gonna say that the Chargers continue a, a healthy top end rushing attack, and I, I say they as a team. Um, go for 150 plus. So let's, they'll keep that streak going. They had 220 last week. If we keep that streak going all season, then I think our record will look pretty good at the end of the year. So definitely, yeah, 100. You know, and look, I, do I think they put up 200 again? Um, no, but I still think they'll have a very healthy attack on the ground, some balance, and could be the reason why they, uh, you know, pull away late. Yeah, I love it, dude. I'm I'm also going to make a prediction based on the run game, but on the Titans run game. Um, you know, this defense is embarrassed from last week. You know, uh Derwin James mentioned how you're gonna see how we respond on the field this week. Give me Derrick Henry under hundred yards this week, which I know is incredibly bold knowing our rush defense. But I'm gonna go with that this week, and I, I to be quite honest, that might have been my exact same bold prediction from last year when we played the Titans. But I think that Staley's gonna kind of figure out, load the box a little bit, be able to get some guys moving around. And to be quite honest, I just I'm really expecting a big game from our offense, and I think that Tennessee's gonna have to abandon the run game pretty early on in the game. So that's the hope. Oh, excuse me, that's the hope. Um, Derrick Henry right now on DraftKings is over under 85 and a half. So what would you take there? You think you, would you take under 85 and a half or do you think I mean, if I'm re- actually betting it, I'm just not going to bet it, but <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, it is a tough line, but I, I mean, there's a world that exists. I think, I think knowing our rush defense with how it's been the last few years saying under a hundred is a bold enough prediction. So yeah, okay, I 100 percent for a guy like Derrick Henry, totally. So okay, <laughs> yeah, that that definitely makes more sense. Um, all right, man. Uh, Chargers getting back to 500, one and one, and keeping things interesting in the AFC West. I like it. Hope so, man. We need it. Good stuff. Anything else you want to add before we dip out? Um, I've got nothing else. Um, for those of you, just a heads up for those of you that will be in Minnesota next week, hit us up on Twitter. Mm. I will be attending. Colin will not be there, but I will be in Minnesota next weekend. So definitely be sure to hit us up and I'll let you know what's going on. Dude. I'm so jealous. Ah, I'm so jealous. You could have, man. And I'm going with, I'm going with his family too, which is the You're going with my family. Um, I mean, we've we've traveled to a few charter games together. Our families have, so yeah, that'll be cool. Uh, I'm excited to see pictures, and hopefully, you guys walk away from Minnesota happier than the last couple of times you've been. Hey, but right now we're thinking about Tennessee for sure. So, <laughs> right, we'll focus on one week at a time. All right, man. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and get out of here. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour, episode 83. This is the Tennessee Titans preview. 
And make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Powder Hour Pod LA. Give us a follow, um, give us a like, and leave us a review on Spotify or Apple, wherever you guys are listening to this. If you're watching on YouTube, throw us a, a sub- subscribe button and uh, just join join the journey. Follow along. But with that, we're going to get out of here. Bolt up, and we will talk to you guys soon. Peace.